And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. It's Super Bowl Sunday, Matt. A lot of other shows probably wouldn't go up against the Super Bowl, but the fact is our numbers have never been great, and I know our audience. So. <laughs> we'll get double the Super Bowl numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get double the numbers. Actually, you know, it, it's so funny. We talked about this before we started. Like, in years past, whenever there's been, like, a big comic book trailer or a big nerd movie TV show thing, usually they let you know a couple weeks before what to expect. I was yeah. genuinely surprised and taken aback by the Doctor Strange one. I, I can't, because of the circles, I, I try travel in on twitter and mm -hmm. reddit and all that i kind of knew it was going to happen but i didn't think it would be a full trailer i thought it was just going to be like one of those spots Teasers. they usually have yeah i didn't think it was going to be a full trailer yeah moon knight got a little teaser moon knight mm. got like 30 seconds yeah it looks fucking awesome it does he, he jumps his his cape do the thing from the comic where it become a crescent moon <laughs> yeah fucking love that all about that shit yeah can't wait for more people to compare Moon Knight to Batman, though, on uh, Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's happening. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Look, if you're a layman, if you're an outsider to the comic space, that's all that tells me when you say that. I'm like, look, this guy doesn't really know. They're just making connections, and that's fine. Hopefully when they see the show, they'll understand, oh, there's a world of difference here. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can only hope. So, uh, outside big game fever that you and I clearly did not catch, how uh, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. I'm actually pretty good today because just half hour ago, 45 minutes ago, I, I went and got my booster shot. Oh, nice, nice. And so we, we better fucking hurry then because you might be on your ass later. <laughs> nah, nah, I should be alright. I wasn't when I got my first two shots, so I should be fine. Unless, you know, maybe on stream my head will explode or I'll... I'll start like gushing blood out of every orifice of my body, and we'll f that'll be good entertainment. You'll uh, you'll get one of them warlock arms, like in the new X Men story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it I, I, I will admit that I probably did it to myself when I got the booster because when I did it, uh, what is it? I got up early, went and did it, then stayed up the night before to do Capes and Crooks because I had been mm -hmm. putting that off forever. So the next day. I was just fucking dead. My body was like, hey, dude, why why did you put us through that? Why didn't you have a nap, asshole? <laughs> yeah, well, so, I, had, yeah. I had to get up early this morning to get it, like, first done first thing. Yeah. But, I, but like I did with, when I got my first two uh, COVID shots, I, I took uh, a bunch of, like, ibuprofen beforehand because mm. I found out that that actually seems to work. Yeah. Either that or it's just a placebo in my mind just telling me And your works. mind told you. <laughs> I, I pounded Gatorade. Again, I don't know if that helped, but it sure made me feel like it helped. I killed a it, six again, pack it depends. of red Gatorade. Uh, yeah, red. It was red. If it's red, it's fine. If you did, did the blue, though, you, you'd be fucking, you'd have, like, cancer or something. You see there, because, you know, blue is for mana and red is for health. You see, that's, that's how you gotta know. Sometimes green is for health, too, though, but not always. <laughs> not always. Green's like the one that gives you the more health absolutely and then you get purple sometimes if it's a super <laughs> meter you got to fill your super meter is what I'm saying. uh but yes thank you everyone for coming and hanging out and joining us tonight we do have some news we're gonna be talking about comics we read from this week it's gonna be a good time it is yeah yeah so uh let's just jump right on in there with the biggest story the one that probably everyone is talking about right now because this literally happened just a couple hours ago we got our first real deal official full trailer for uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness we did yeah 
uh, pretty pretty damn serious was the takeaway from this, where it's like, wow, they are really selling this as like a very, you know, like watershed, like, oh no, Doctor Strange fucked up and shit's going wrong moment. It's good to see as well that the trailer is, at, I knew it wasn't going to show off everything in the movie, and the, but it's good to actually see that there's that some type of story behind it because of all the like the rumors and everything i've read about all the like the plot leaks and everything they Mm. always seem to focus on all the cameos like this character and this character and it's like well where's the plot yes absolutely so it's good to see that there's actually some sort of semblance of a plot happening It, which again you know we're having the same problem with that flash movie right now too where it's like okay i'm seeing a lot of mechanics i'm seeing a lot of <laughs> universe building and lore deepening but you're gonna have a story to tell too right there's gonna be characters and things will happen yeah yeah so yeah basically this one really picking up with the torch that was lit in spider-man no way home and that is dr strange helped save the multiverse at the end of that movie but in doing so he also kind of broke some shit and now there's no going back the genie won't go back in the bottle well see i'd 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 say it goes all the way back to fucking like loki Mm, with like sylvie breaking open the multiverse Mm -hmm. and and maybe that that's like the whole thing where dr strange is the one getting the blame for it because of what he did in no way home but really it's sylvie like they think it's dr strange but really it's sylvie Oh, I like that. It's a big frame up. He's like, oh, it's not actually my fault, but everyone yeah. was so quick to blame me for it. Yeah, because you just happened to do something multiversal related, like, quickly after that happened. Yeah, we're also seeing some tales from the multiverse stuff there, too, with a very evil Doctor Strange, who is probably the same one. <laughs> yeah, and even on this poster as well, people have pointed out you can see Captain Carter's shield oh, in one of the broken pieces of uh, glass. Again, we're paying off all the stuff we've done in the animated stuff and in all the shows we're building up to. There's also a part in the trailer, our friend Mitch pointed it out, that they're, they're like falling through time and there's like dinosaurs mm. and stuff. But there's a brief second where they've like fallen out of a different dimension and that dimension looks like a cartoon dimension. Ooh, fun. Again, yeah. the first Doctor Strange wasn't afraid to be a little mind bendy and do some interesting stuff with the special effects there and this one looks to be the same where it's like Mm -hmm. hey let's really go back to that like you know early 70s marvel like hey here's a comic and a bong hit no no not not only that but we also have sam raimi directing it who his favorite character is dr strange and he's made a bunch of movies that were very heavily inspired with like 70s horror weird trippy shit and you can see all that in here absolutely you can uh Uh, Some other things that were apparently in a teaser spot and not in the trailer, there's a zombie Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. which I think we do kind of see for a minute in this trailer at the end when there's like an evil Doctor Strange with several arms. And there's a Doctor Strange with a red outfit, more pronounced white in his hair, but it's slicked back and it looks like, you know, how Doctor Strange looked in the comics like a couple redesigns ago. Yeah, there, there, there was like this trailer and then there was like the, the, the actual Super Bowl spot, which had a lot of different footage in it. And yeah, that's strange. Oh. That strange is called the Defender Strange. Oh, uh, that's he's, fun. Because his costume's the same one he wore when he was on the Defenders. And he was a Defender, and ooh, does that not sound like a fun spinoff for Doctor Strange? You might yeah. not get an Avengers movie, but you might get a cinematic Defenders movie. That'd be pretty cool. Captain Coon helping us out in the chat, as always. Sylvie breaks the multiverse. Doctor Strange breaks the multiverse. Harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's just them one-upping that, each that, other. That, that would be so on par for Doctor Strange's character, though. <laughs> 
Mr. Ego Meat Maniac. Yeah. No woman can break the multiverse <laughs> as good as me. <laughs> Wong, put the coffee on. We're going to be working all night on this. <laughs> Wong, who uh, also looks to see like he's going to be getting a big action scene in this movie. It's so fun to think that uh, he got such a beefed up role, not only in this, but in all the other movies. Yeah, well, he's the Sorcerer Supreme now. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to have to deal with that. Uh, Bland Man helping us out. Keep kicking ass, guys. Thank you for the very generous Thank donation. You. Thank you so much. And I'll get us some takeout later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme now, so you got to figure how will this change his relationship with Steven in a whole movie where it's like, you know, is this your problem? I'm going to have to cut you loose now? Yeah, that, that's very interesting. As well as that, we've also got uh, uh, Mordo back as well. Yes, who uh, they set up was a big villain who lived... Well, I mean, I guess he wasn't a villain in the first movie, but we know he is Doctor Strange's, like, greatest antagonist. To think he's just been hanging around the periphery and we've been waiting for this moment where it's like, oh, yeah, you broke bad at the end of that movie and we've been waiting to see what happened. Yeah, you're, like, taking people's magic. But then, like, like, then, like in here, it seems like he's, like, kind of a good guy still, where he's, like, trying to stop Strange from fucking with the multiverse. Yeah, again, this they're kind of doing an interesting thing in the trailer, and it's like, well, who's the real villain? Is it Mordo? Is it this Shimagorath-looking monster? Is it evil Doctor Strange? Is it maybe the Illuminati? Or is it even Scarlet Witch? Because they have a moment where Scarlet Witch is like, oh, I fuck around in the multiverse and I get punished for it. You fuck around and you're a big damn hero. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Wanda, you did take a whole town hostage and make them like, you're, you're like meat puppets, you know? yeah. But it was Agatha all along. Remember the song? <laughs> the song was pretty catchy. <laughs> That'd be funny. She just keeps yelling that it was Agatha all along. <laughs> no one has any idea what that means. No. <laughs> it would be hell of a thing, though, to be like, yeah, hey, guess what? Moving forward, Scarlet Witch is a villain now. Yeah, well, we see multiple Scarlet Witches in this. And it makes sense because of the multiverse. Uh, so yeah because uh there's like one part where like the scarlet witch who's in like the costume is talking with another scarlet witch mm -hmm. who's just in clothes and it's in the westview house that they had oh. in wandavision because it's the same staircase and everything i can only assume she's probably gonna find a universe where it's like oh this is the one where it all worked out for me right well, this yeah is where that where, where, where the illusion continued or something yeah, and it was all good, and, you know, she has to, like, come to terms with that, which, man, it's going to be a really fucking good scene. Yeah. Now, also, I wonder, are we going to get people complaining about this now in the same way they were complaining about Boba Fett? And be like, what do you mean I need to watch the TV shows and the cartoon oh, and everything they else? they already are. The, uh, people were, I saw people, like, questioning, or like, oh, so do we need to watch WandaVision now? I'm like, yes. Yes, motherfucker, <laughs> very much so. Yes, of course. This is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Have you not watched the other films and realized you have to watch the films before those films to get un what what's happening, you know? I mean, you need to watch it because it's good, but you also need to watch it if you really need to know what's going on. It will be interesting because Multiverse of Madness really does seem to be the one with the most hooks into mm -hmm. everything else. Yeah. Like every other Marvel movie, yeah, it only improves your viewing experience if you know what came before so you get all the in-jokes and you know where everything is headed. This will be very interesting because this full stop seems to be a movie that says, look, you need to have seen Loki and WandaVision and probably Tales from the Multiverse, too. Ex yeah, exactly. This is, And I'm really happy as, as well as it's Doctor Strange doing that. It makes sense as well since I guess Doctor Strange would be like the most like 
senior like character in the MCU at the moment, like the I senior Avenger so. sort of thing. If you don't care, well, I guess she wasn't really an Avenger because she only came in later. I would say Captain Marvel, but mm. she's always off world doing other stuff. Yeah, she, he's basically taking over the the Iron Man role more or yeah, less. Yeah, pretty much. Also, thank you, uh, McKellys. Also, too, uh, some more possible cameos in there. Uh, America Chavez, obviously, yes. we see. Yeah, yeah, she's going to be a big part of this. And it makes sense. Yeah, she... Her powers are literally kicking into other multiverses. She has multiversal traversal powers. <laughs> See what I did there. Also, she was supposed to be in Spider-Man, but mm -hmm. wasn't in there. So yeah. clearly they've been cooking this character's debut for a while now. And I mean, let's face it, young, hip, diverse female character probably if is beloved enough will get spun off into a tv show maybe join that young person young avengers young champion yep. show that no doubt is in the works at some point Abs yeah absolutely yeah a young avengers movie or something yeah mm -hmm. it's almost like the movies have <coughs> learned what the comics learned and that is if you want to build a long-lasting universe you need to future-proof it with new young people to take yeah, the reins exactly mm-hmm and also, of course, the big one, the thing that everyone is losing their goddamn minds about, and for good reason, uh, we see a mysterious hooded individual talking to Doctor Strange in a big conference room with robots. Ultron robots. Ultron robots. Were they Ultron? I didn't get a good they look were. at them. Were they Ultrons? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. With Ultron robots speaking in a voice that is 100% undeniably Patrick Stewart. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's it's Professor X. He's kind of, again, the, this was in like the rumors and 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 stuff and leaks I saw for this film that he's going to be in it and it's going to be him and he's going to be in the in the yellow animated series wheelchair thing and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And he's part <laughs> of the Illuminati and everything and yeah. So is this where we're going with it? Are we saying, yes, the other X-Men movies exist just in another universe? Well, again, this could just, again, depending on how they do it, like, he could just be a variant of Professor X. True. Because, like, we saw, like, the actual Professor X die in Logan. Yeah, are we going to say that that's a variant universe? Yeah, I, I'm not, again, we'll have to wait and see. It's it's actually Eric Boner again. <laughs> it's his dad <laughs> yeah and in my world they call me boner dr boner it would be actually hilarious if it was patrick stewart but he wasn't playing uh, uh he's, he's like playing like he's like an aspect of kang or something or something yeah that's <laughs> honestly i think that's where they're gonna go for it i think they want us all to go nuts and think that it's professor act i think it's totally a misdirect <laughs> that would be that would honestly be pretty cool just just because of the salt that that would cause people oh, are, like hyped up for professor x and it's not <laughs> It is I, Dr. Boner. Or no, you know what they do? They do the Dr. Boner thing, and then at the very end, they pay Hugh Jackman like a billion dollars, and he comes in for one minute. what I miss, bub? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, because like, just the cameos I've heard that are going to be in this film are pretty insane. Uh, who have you heard so far? Because I've not uh, been on the forums and the Reddits. Tom Cruise is coming in as the superior Iron Man. Because he was almost cast one time. Actually, those Ultrons look a little superior yeah. Iron Man-y, don't they? Yeah, and the person uh, Scarlet Witch is fighting in the trailer that everyone thinks is Captain Marvel looks very uh, superior Iron Man-ish in some of the stills. Uh, some people have even said it looks a little Nova-ish, like mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah, Because yep. it's, a, it's, a, it's clearly a space flyer with yep. power, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what about Thomas Jane? Can we get Thomas Ooh, Jane back as the Punisher? Yes, yes please. <laughs> 
Thomas Jane's not doing much these days. We can get nah, him. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get him. Let's get him there. Who, who, chat? You tell us. Who are some other actors from Marvel projects that you like? Wouldn't mind if they popped back up again in some role in the multiverse. I heard the guy who played uh, Mister Fantastic in those Fantastic Four films is going to be. Oh in it. yeah, he looked the part. I'll give him that much. Yeah, can't remember who else have I heard. I mean, besides the I mean, Captain Carter, we've seen a shoot ah, on the thing. Yeah, I think there's a, there's like a cameo of like. A, a, the ultimate universe where steve rogers is president oh fun uh can we get michael chiklis back is the thing <laughs> yeah make, make a whole scene where they're doing their multiversal illuminati thing chatting it up with all of them and he's just in the background hey stretch is it time to go yet ah <laughs> uh, you know i hate it when you do your council of reed business <laughs> all right thing out <laughs> call me when it's time for a reboot <laughs> That'd be fun. But yeah, so I mean, this looks like they have a lot going on with this Doctor Strange movie, and I'm happy about it too, because like, I'm not going to lie, I think I only saw the Doctor Strange movie once. I've seen it a couple of times now, just because it's really visually pleasing. It's really, it looks great it in 4K as well. I can only imagine. Maybe I'll have to watch it again if I finally get that goddamn 4K TV I've had my eyes on. I think I, think I actually saw it in 3D when I saw it originally, Ooh. one of the only 3D movies I ever saw. That was, I, I hadn't seen it in 3D, but I imagine it would probably be pretty good in 3D. It was pretty cool, and maybe that's why I never watched it again in standard definition. I'm like, well, I saw it, so you know, where are we going to go from there? <laughs> Can't do that. It feels like Tilda Swinton's coming right at me. <laughs> famous last words tilda swinton's coming right at me <laughs> oh i found out tilda swinton's not even her real name this week oh really yes her middle name is matilda matilda swinton okay it's like a it's like a nickname i think like her first name is like rachel or something like rachel matilda swinton <laughs> okay the, the the lies the lies <laughs> we've I been lied you. to this whole time can't believe in nobody and nothing no more. <laughs> Tilda Swinton's not even her real name. For the record, most celebrities' names aren't their real names. No. Most people, you know, it's all friggin' pen names and screen names and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, it wasn't just Marvel who got the cinematic love this week. We also saw a little, what would you call it, like a sizzle reel trailer for all of, like, DC's upcoming film projects in the next year or so? Yeah, or like Aquaman, Batman, Black Adam flash mm -hmm. all of that yeah all that stuff we got going on you know batman obviously is coming out very soon yes i bought my tickets for that the other day ah lucky you yeah i don't know what the fuck my local small town theater is doing right now <laughs> with any of this and it's too depressing to look into <laughs> every day it's like oh we're keeping the mask mandate oh we're dropping the mask mandate well that's stupid maybe we shouldn't we don't fucking know yeah yeah and again, I have to ask the question, do I love Batman enough to risk my life for it? Is it that important to my career that I see it? <laughs> These are the questions I ask myself. <laughs> but yeah, we got the Batman stuff, but the newest stuff we saw was from Black Adam, as we now officially get to see what our JSA looks like. Yeah, and pretty fucking badass. They look really goddamn good, don't we? We got Cyclone, we got Doctor Fate, we got Hawkman, and we got Adam Smasher. And oh my god, they look comic accurate. What? The, the comic accurate with like colorful costumes. Yeah, colorful costumes, and also uh, scenes that are shot in the light of in day. In the daytime, yeah, not not nighttime raining. <laughs> I I didn't think the day existed in DC. <laughs> 
This, that was like the, the same. That was what I noticed about all of these shots. All of these shots. There was like like all of that. All of that for like Black Adam was like daytime, but like Aquaman was as well. I think like the Flash was as well. Batman was the only one who was in like nighttime rain. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, right on. Thank you for moving past that. We like to see our heroes, A, be comic accurate, and B, we like to see them in the daylight. Yeah. Also, some interesting casting choices all over the place there. Obviously, uh, they cast a black man as Hawkman because, well, yeah, Egyptian prince and everything. It's shocked they haven't done that before in a whole, like, multiple life sort of thing. Exactly. He looks fucking great. Oh, he really does, which, again... Hawkman could have looked so silly and so stupid. I'm glad they actually got someone who was like, okay, what if it looked awesome though? Yeah. What if it like looked like the comic where he's just covered in armor and he's going to beat the fuck out of you with his mace. (laughs) He's very savage Hawkman. And I dig that. Uh, Cyclone, who I believe is like a reference to the original red tornado, the Ma Hunkle version. I think so. Yeah. I know Cyclone is an actual character. Yeah, and the actor they got has they, them, he, him pronouns. So, mm-hmm. Hey, right on. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Fate, of course, you know, we got a beloved actor for this, as you had to. Yeah, we got Pierce Brosnan. He looks great as Kent Nelson. He really does. He's just he's just a classy old man playing yeah. a classy old man character. Yeah. I'm all about it. And uh, who was Adam Smasher again? Uh, his name is Noah Centino? Centino? Have we seen him in anything? Uh, I probably have. I'm, I'm not think, can't think of anything I've seen him in. No. Yeah. Also, cool too that they're not afraid to have heroes with masks that cover their whole faces. Yeah. I like that a lot too. I feel like that's been a real push and pull in comic book movies. Like, well, why are we getting a triple A actor if we're going to cover their face? Yeah, exactly. And also, Black Adam is in this movie too. <laughs> it's it's weird that I'm so excited for this thing that's not Black Adam. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're like a sub thing in a bigger movie. And meanwhile, in the back of my head, I'm like, can, can we just have a JSA movie? I would just like happily hey, watch this JSA movie. Hey, maybe that's what it's building up to. Because just in this, like, maybe. just what I can extrapolate from this this little bit of footage we got, it seems like it's like modern day, and like mm. Black Adam appears and like the jsa are trying to like recruit him or like help or like team with him for something i've stopped trying to make sense of the greater dc timeline (laughs) i mean that i i would not be opposed to like okay justice league doesn't fucking exist anymore the jsa are here it's fucking awesome i'd be fucking fine fine. with that (laughs) and i mean some of these characters are like ageless immortals anyway exactly or are prone to bouts of reincarnation so whatever yeah it fits, it fits. Uh, they look good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. We got much less for Aquaman 2, but that's the <clears> thing <throat> that is coming. Yeah, I still don't like that blue costume. I don't It looks either, too I think. puffy. It looks too, it it too really weird. Like, he can't put it, his arms down. Why, why would you put a puffy suit on a dude who's already built as fuck like Jason Momoa? Exactly, I don't get it. exactly. I really do not. That suit is doing him so dirty, especially when it's like, no, you nailed the suit already. The suit was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. You just leave it as it is. And I know they're saying, too, where it's like, ah, you know, don't worry, uh, is just a stealth suit, it's just going to be for one scene. I'm like, well, then I don't know why that's the major marketing point of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's new. You can sell toys. and I guess. Yeah. You're literally putting your worst foot forward, guys. Yeah, yeah. And the Flash I... was a part of this as well. Oh, yeah. Just for, like, he... a second. <laughs> Flash, run fast, I guess. He, 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 has, he has, like, goggle things that come down when he tries to run. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
because you know he didn't need that in the other movies, but he might get dry <laughs> eyes now. Yeah, the 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 the, the speed force will blow his eyes out or something. Absolutely. You know, I, I for one am glad Ezra Miller was able to finish this movie. What with all the time he spent threatening local <laughs> branches of the Ku Klux Klan over TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The, the mystery of Ezra Miller just gets deeper and deeper from choking women on the streets to picking very cryptic fights with white supremacist organizations. I, I'd be very interested to see once the marketing for this film actually kicks up of whether he's like, whether they're like, okay, Ezra, we, we're just going to take the, the phone from you. Yeah, really? Because <laughs> that is just the look of a person who's like, no one's talking about me anymore. They're talking about all these other characters. They're talking about Michael Keaton, who also seems to is going to be in the Batgirl show now. Yeah, they're, they're filming scenes with him now. He's like on set in the fucking Burton Batman costume. How how bad did they have to fuck up this universe that they're just like, will Keaton come back? People liked Batman as Keaton. Can we just get Keaton again? But I'm totally so fine with Whatever. it. I'm totally fine I'm, with it. I'm fine with it. I bet Keaton's fucking like, like really? You want me back? Seriously? There's not like some new young hunger. Okay, I'll take a paycheck. <laughs> Which, again, it's weird, too, because it's like, clearly Snyder wanted an old Batman because he wanted to do Dark Knight Returns, even if it made no sense. Now we actually have a really old Batman, so we could, like, do Batman Beyond <laughs> Dark Knight Returns if we wanted. Exactly. And have it be weird, and like, but actually makes sense. Yeah, Magmaster, the Ezra Miller iceberg <laughs> is very deep. <laughs> that woman he choked on the streets, was she part of that local KKK group we didn't know about? <laughs> That's the new lore right now. That's the rumor I'm starting right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, these these look good. I'm I am uh, cautiously optimistic about the direction of the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah, if anything, Black Adam it looks like it's it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I mean they've been working on it for long <laughs> enough. That's for since sure. two thousand and seven. That was <laughs> when think... that was when he was first announced as uh, Black Adam to think that he's been attached to this project for so long and has stayed with it which means mm -hmm. that you know Dwayne the Rock the Johnson Rock must really love the project and really love the character because I think any other actor would have just said fuck off and left <laughs> there could have been some clause where he had to stay in it otherwise he wouldn't Maybe. get like some I don't know two million dollar paycheck or something <laughs> true again this is a guy who feels like he does a lot of Hollywood chess where he's like, look, superheroes are going to be the biggest thing in the future from here till now. I want a franchise that I can call my own, that I can be a part of for, you know, multiple different cameos and spinoffs and everything else. Who better than Black Adam? So I will just make myself a part of this project indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. And who's going to say no to him? <laughs> no, no, especially now. I mean, you might have to say no when he eventually runs for president in, like, 2030. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, who can say no? He'll just fucking drop the people's elbow on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll just give you the fucking rock bottom out of Titan Tower. <laughs> you said what? And then raise one eyebrow. <laughs> Do I gotta stomp your candy ass? <laughs> no, Mr. Rock, please. <laughs> That's what you gotta call him. You gotta call him Mr. Rock. <laughs> uh, now, moving on from there, uh, I guess we already technically talked about Moon Knight, but let's talk about it again. We got like 30 seconds on that. Yeah, yeah. So we got the, the TV spot, and then yesterday, day before, we got like a cool cover for Empire Magazine, which showed the full costume. And then we got this shot, which showed fucking Mr. Knight's gonna be in the show. Yay, nice. That's what we want. 
to think that that's a fairly new addition to the Moon Knight lore, too, that every one of his individual personalities also comes with an individual costume. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. He's he's a superhero with his own built-in variants. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just such a good suit, too, and he's got his beaten sticks. And th- that's the thing. It's just so simple. It's a white suit with a mask. I really imagine that when this comes out, Moon Knight is going to be like the hottest Halloween costume oh, that year. because it, it, it's so simple. Yes, it's it's genius in simplicity. I think we say this all the time when it comes to new like comic creations. So many of them are so horribly over-designed. This Moon Knight costume works because it strips away everything yeah. and just keeps what you need. Exactly, yeah. And it's good, and I like we, it. We, and it's a great, like... Uh like explanation of who mr knight is as well Mm -hmm. everything is stripped away and it's just what he needs (laughs) yep just a guy with two sticks for beating yeah (laughs) i think they're called batons or something or gaffy sticks but i fucking call them beaten sticks (laughs) that's all i got my beatings bring me my beaten sticks (laughs) time to do some beats actually i'm pretty sure batons like that or at least collapsible batons like that are illegal here in canada oh wouldn't surprise me i'm sure they're illegal here as well I think because they, like, fall under, like, concealed weapons, like anything you can actively conceal. Yeah. To which I'm like, well, what's stopping me from sawing off a chair leg or something? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need, the superhero who fights with chair legs. (laughs) Just some real grubby hobo hero who's like, well, this is what I had. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I had for whooping. Guy (laughs) who has, like, a fucking axe handle or, like, a broken shovel. (laughs) Oh, no, it's the broken shovel. Everybody <laughs> run. No, no, a board with a nail in it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing can stop a board with a nail in it. Maybe my claw hammer can. <laughs> well, that's his arch nemesis, obviously. The claw hammer. <laughs> and when they come together, it's like matter and antimatter meeting. You know, if they clash too much, the whole universe the whole will be universe, destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love everything about it. So, yeah, Moon Knight really shaping up to be cool again you know seeing this back to back with dr strange you can see that they really are you know stressing the kind of more mind bendy kind of more horror inspired side yeah yeah i i I love it i love that we're going here uh for what phase four or five of the marvel cinematic universe we're diving into magic and horror and probably hopefully space horror cosmos shit you know I mean, it makes sense when it's like, you know, you've already conquered so many other genres out there. It's time to do something different, not just to keep the audience entertained and engaged, but, you know, yourself, too, creatively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, what else we got going there? Oh, hey, speaking of things that are dark, uh, coming fresh off the pages of DC Comics, it's been announced that Joshua Williamson's big I'm going to kill everyone at issue 75 Justice League run that we talked about last week. Apparently, that's just the beginning, Matt. Because it's going to be feeding into the next crisis. Dark crisis. Dark crisis. Yeah, yeah. This you gotta is... say it like that. Dark crisis. Dark crisis. Dark crisis. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this this we now officially know this is the end game for everything Joshua Williamson has been building from Infinite Frontier onward. Yeah. Uh, I, again, kind of saw this all coming uh this will be his big event i imagine yeah then after that we're getting a a reboot probably probably so yeah everything we've seen with 
uh, Justice League Incarnate, and, you know, uh, the ultimate dark side, and Universe 2, and the great darkness, and everything else. This is where it's all been leading. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it, like everything he's writing at the moment is leading yes. into it. <laughs> Sure does. It's all heading. We got the dead Justice League and the people who will replace them. We got Deathstroke there next to Batman. I forgot he was writing Deathstroke because yeah. I wasn't even reading it. Yeah, front and center as well. <laughs> front and center. Holy shit, which means I guess we got to... Yeah, I guess we got to read, read that now. <laughs> I guess we got to start reading Deathstroke Inc. again because clearly he's going to be important. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of other villains in there who are kind of filling out the bad guy team. Yeah, we got Eclipso, who's the bad guy in Flash at the moment interesting we got what looks to be Ares all the way back there uh yeah i think so yeah Ares. we got the empty hand uh yeah yeah man empty hand getting a big push in infinite frontier yeah i'm pretty sure that front guy is necron yeah necron there getting the green lantern connection i don't know who a bunch of the other guys are yeah well i know the, the guy in red up the back there that's prior yes of course because we saw him in universe 2 where barry has been at recently mm-hmm Whatever the hell Universe 2 means. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> We're still not sure yet, but it's a whole other thing. Uh, uh, Jaheen Alman helping us out there again. With audiences accepting the multiverse and variants, can they just do Justice League in the Battenson universe and live action on the show? I mean, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Just looking at that, uh, the, I've blown up the picture here just so I can see that the guy behind uh, Eclipse and all that, that's fucking uh, Doomsday. Yeah, I was going to say with the spikes, because uh, Empty Hand spikes, his horns went into his thing, so I couldn't tell. But yeah, that's Doomsday, holy shit. And then the guy in front, that's... I I want to say that's Arion, who was in the Justice League Dark storyline. Uh, yeah, I, maybe you're right. I want to I say it's Arion, because he was just in it. And he's Did Williamson just, he just, write that? No, that was Ram V. But, it, uh, okay. but uh, that might be leading into it. Just uh, We'll talk about that when I talk about what we read. Okay, sounds good. That's important. John Kent here, the Titans, obviously, of course, all very much front and center. Mm-hmm, yep. And, and and all the ghosts of the old Justice League looking on, <laughs> like fucking force ghosts. Yeah, uh, Williamson said this was all going to be about, like, legacies and stuff. Like, the opening page of this is, like, the like the, the first stuff we saw with, like, um, Batman and uh, Dick Grayson, where he's, like, giving him the, like, oath thing mm. by the can by the candlelight which, oh yeah which was like all the way back. back from like oh fucking the, the 60s 40s. or something yeah something like that yeah and then denny o'neill redid it in legends of the dark knight yeah that's i was not expecting to see that make a comeback but i always did like that image yeah do you think it's too early for a crisis? Because some people are like, yo, friggin' death metal was like, what, just a couple of years ago? Well, I feel like it's just Joshua Williamson writing it. It's not going to be a crisis in the general sense. It's going to be like, it's, like, as I've been saying, this is basically a sequel to Final Crisis. Yeah. And, and that, wasn't, that wasn't your, 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 your uh, usual crisis yeah. event. Yeah. Also, I mean, if we want to get for real, Williamson basically already crisised everything in the last Infinite Frontier issue where he just went back and rewrote the origin story for the DC Universe anyway. Yeah, yeah. So technically all the heavy lifting's already been done. Yeah. Maybe they just like calling it Dark Crisis because they know crisis is sell. Yeah, it'll sell. That, that's exactly what it is. Fun fact, uh, the original Death Metal, according to Scott Snyder, was supposed to be called Dark Crisis. I think it's actually even called that in the book. Well, they they mention a dark crisis in that right. book. 
Yeah, so clearly someone higher up at DC, or maybe it's even Williamson himself, loved the idea of Dark Crisis. Yeah, makes sense as well. The Great Darkness is the main villain. It's got to cover everything in darkness. Yeah. Yeah. A really old-ass villain from an old story that's been reinvented for the new era. Yep. So, you know, makes sense. Also, you gotta wonder, it's like, so when Williamson's done this, does he get a break now? Because he's basically written, like, <laughs> eight years worth of storylines in, uh, like, three. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or he'll, he'll, he'll double down and somehow get, like, control of every other book. Yeah, really. <laughs> or is he just one of those guys who's like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> Nothing's over till you're underground. He writes these when he sleeps, that's the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> They built a machine, a dream machine that steals my ideas. <laughs> the literal, while I sleep. the fucking literal miracle machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you look at Joshua Williamson's garage, he's built the miracle machine. <laughs> yes, I came, wrote it during. Came to him in in like a dream when he was like smoking a bong with fucking Grant Morrison and Alan Moore. Yeah. And together he knew the way. Just ripping fat clouds. And... <laughs> yeah. I know now. I'll just... To, to steer the <laughs> ship at DC, I'll just write everything. <laughs> and then there can be no discontinuity if I just write everything. <laughs> and so far, it's worked. It's what? It's, all his stuff has been excellent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, Again, the only one, and it wasn't even bad, it just didn't seem as important was Deathstroke Inc. That looked like the book where he was just screwing around and having fun, but now with Shadow War coming out and Deathstroke seeming like front and center to this, it's like, ah, fuck, I guess we do gotta read that too. Isn't that how it always works? Yeah. Right? Like the book, you're like, ah, this book, yeah, it's gotta be fucking nothing. Like, like yep. that, like fucking 10 Deaths of Wolverine. Ah, the yep. fucking Wolverine book. Ah, it's, no, it's an in, in, infinite, it, Inferno sequel with Moira McTaggart as the main character. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that when we get to it, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we got one more new thing to talk about, and this is, of course, a very happy day because it's two of our favorite things together. Uh, spinning out of Devil's Reign, we're getting a brand new Thunderbolts miniseries courtesy of friend of the channel, Jim Zub. Yeah, this was quite surprising. Absolutely. Uh, this is a big deal for Jim, of course, because if you've listened to any of our interviews there, you'll know that Thunderbolts uh, back during <coughs> Secret Empire when Bucky was running the team was actually Jim's first like paid job at Marvel. It didn't do great for a number of reasons. It didn't have great art. It was one of those books that just started and then got thrown into a crossover and was canceled too quickly. Yeah. But uh, this is great because he basically gets to come back and do it all over again. Yeah, and it looks pretty cool. The team, The team he's got assembled here are uh, pretty cool it's an it's the first ever all hero team for thunderbolts yeah and the idea seems to be is that the thunderbolts team that fisk has put together in devil's reign it looks like they're not going away when that story's over yeah and i think this will be the team that the heroes have in response to them as like yes. thunderbolts versus thunderbolts yes to try and take them down uh the roster here is pretty damn solid. We have uh, Hawkeye Clint Barton, who looks to be the de facto leader of the team. Love mm -hmm. his new suit. Yeah, it's great. Man, Hawkeye gets more new suits than just about everybody. Because <laughs> they're really simple to design, I think. I guess. Because it's like, I he's guess. an archer. Just make, as long as he's got his quiver on the back, just make him look cool. Totally. Monica Rambeau, Spectrum is on the team. She's got a nice new haircut, and she's wearing blue Marvel's jacket. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I like. She that. wearing that in the Spider-Man uh, uh, tie-ins, the jacket. I, I don't think she is actually. No, I could have sworn no. I saw like some blue in her costume. 
I think it's a fun new uh, artistic flair for this. Obviously, of course, Spectrum is going to be involved in TV and movies coming out. So maybe now is the time to start putting her in more things, which is good because every time she shows up in something, it's usually really good. Like uh, that No Way Home, No Surrender series they did. Yeah, and she she's like a really OP character. Very much so. And again, one of those characters where it's like, why don't more people write about her? Exactly. She's got so much going on, and usually when she does show up, she's like, she's like a joke. She's like, no, I should have been Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was technically Captain Marvel, <laughs> but no one remembers me. <laughs> uh, we got a brand new character, a cyborg super soldier called Guts and Glory. Nice. Which is a fucking cool-ass name. Apparently, they, like, turn him online when the series starts, and he's got, like, a dark past and shit. Nice. Awesome. So that's always solid. Uh, we got the new Power Man there, or Power Man 2, Victor Cruz. Yep. Uh, America Chavez in a brand new look, because obviously she's going to be in a lot of stuff, so gotta gotta get her up in there. Yep, I think her new her recent series was like a reset for her character as well. Oh, was it actually? I think it was like, like a palate cleanse sort of thing, mm. to get her ready for probably this and uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, who's the other one? Again, I can't see from where I'm looking at. Uh, right I'm not too sure. Oh, do we got to get up a thing there? Again, oh no, my, my ass is showing it. I don't know all the Thunderbolts. <laughs> Again, I knew most of them, and I even knew the new character they invented. You, you can't blame me. Uh, now, it's uh, they got a new tagline for Thunderbolts. Usually it's justice like lightning. Now it's redeeming justice like lightning. Yeah. Because it's an interesting twist on normally it's all villains in a Suicide Squad style setup, but now it's, uh, what is it, a bunch of heroes going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a of, uh, I can't America. find anything on who this character is. Like, I'm looking at all the thing, all the like press releases, and they name every other character except her. Is she new too? Or are we just stupid? I, she, looks, she... she looks new. I, have, I don't recognize her. Yeah. Again, I could have sworn I saw this. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading Zub's interview right now. He names everybody but her. Yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe a new character who gets introduced in the issue, first issue. Quite possibly, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, either way, good stuff. We're very much excited for this. I will be sure to check this one out. Oh, uh, apparently her name is Kara Kilgrave. Ooh. Who goes by the name Persuasion. So, oh my god, a good version of the Purple Man. Ooh, is this one of his children? I assume so, and this seems to be Ooh. another uh, holdover from Devil's Reign, where the purple children are very important. Ooh, that's interesting. So yeah, we got the purple woman, Persuasion. Huh, that's fun. Cool. Yeah, that's a really good pitch, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a good pitch, and also <clears throat> to have a hero with the ability of Persuasion, because that's normally only ever seen as a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's the ethics that go along with that? The ability to make people do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, was it was it this week or was it last week that they they intro- they um it was like it wasn't really like a big story, but I uh but for like an upcoming X Men book, they announced like a new X Men character. Uh, oh like, yeah. It's like uh like some queen. I can't remember what exactly her name is, but her power is like something about intolerance. Oh. Huh. Like she yes, can control tolerance and intolerance or something, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, was it was Mother something, Queen something? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know the one you're talking I almost put that on the list. Yeah, it, but yeah, it wasn't that much of a big story, though. Uh, Captain Coon, guys, that Misty Knight and Spider-Man, not Monica Rambeau. Also, not to be a downer, but Ivan Ryman, director of Ghostbusters, passed away last night. No, that definitely is Monica. 
Yeah, that that, that that's that, yeah. She's got two like physical real hands. That's absolutely Monica Rambeau. Yeah, yeah. Monica is working with Misty in that book. Yeah, working with uh, Misty and the other one. Yeah, she's she's like secretly trying to take down the Beyond Corporation because she used to work there. Yeah. Hmm. So ha ha ha. <laughs> but that sucks that I, Ivan Reitman died. At least he got to see his son direct like that new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, I always really liked uh, Reitman. Reitman did the goddamn Trailer Park Boys movie, arguably the best one. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, wow. Which was just, yeah, which was just like a weird kind of like, hey, I'm a fan of Canadian comedy. Yeah, that that's super strange. <laughs> Absolutely. He did the commentary, too, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's fucking Ivan Reitman. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's that news, everyone. Thunderbolts looking good. Very much excited for that one. Yeah. And uh, I guess with that, uh, if there's no further ado and no old business, we can hop on over to what we read this week. Yeah, let's do it. Where uh, where would you like to begin, <clears throat> Matt? Uh, well, let me see what we actually had this week. We had a big week. I was actually able to finish <clears throat> everything new I got, which I'm very happy about. I'm almost finished this... everything new. I've got one more to put up. But, uh... It's the first week i've done that in a very long time uh we had uh superman son of kal-el issue yes, eight. I just just finished that before i started we finally know what the rising is yeah uh again uh tom taylor does a great job expanding on uh john's own rogues gallery and like his supporting characters here mm. uh by revealing us his version of i guess what the rogues of his of his superman will be which are basically like an evil justice league yeah, kind of like, uh, what if we weaponized human beings and turned them into drones? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Eric Santi, missed opportunity. The new Hawkeye costume has the perfect place for a boob window. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like Velcro, and he can like when he gets hot, he like rips it out. Hey, we got time. We got time for that. <laughs> maybe that's the grand finale. He rips it off. It's only going to be six issues. <laughs> But yeah, we meet the Gamora Corps, and basically uh, Bendix's whole plot to <clears throat> fight John is completely different than from, like, a Lex fighting Superman. Because, like, Lex rarely ever knew who Superman was. For Bendix, it's all so deeply personal. He literally yeah. has a press conference to talk shit about John. Yeah, he has, like, the Apple conference, PlayStation State of Play sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, I've made brand new superwebs, and also fuck that child superhero. Yeah, fuck that child superhero, and fuck all of these other superheroes. They, they're the fucking New World Order. Uh, fuck them mm. you know all that bullshit it's it's a nice bit of actually shared continuity on taylor's part because he's like yeah you know we have a batman who's not in gotham a superman who's not <clears throat> on earth a suicide squad that's gone rogue mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now is the perfect time for my super weapons to come on in yeah and again the guy who wrote suicide squad's bringing back basically a, a new suicide squad <laughs> i do like that very much i like i like that the truth that a bunch of those people are just revolutionaries yeah yeah which is good, too, because, you know, hopefully that means, like, John can make some friends and actually have some downtime. It sounds like that's where it's headed, because at the end of this issue, he, he decides to take uh, Jay up on the his job. job offer and actually be able to have some sort of semblance of a normal life. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, and just what you are saying about, like, him fighting Bendix, I like that Bendix is, like, his whole thing is, like, we're not going to fight Superman directly, because that's stupid. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to go, we're going to, like, fucking piss off this leviathan thing so people mm -hmm. think it was superman's fault because then people will be asking the question why didn't superman just fucking kill it and just fly straight through it and kill it and the town wouldn't have flooded and all that sort of stuff yeah i like that like he's like fucking with him on like that type of level 
on a very personal level again because yeah. he's seen lex fail so many times yeah yeah and lex is working with him as well yeah though lex is starting to question his loyalty yeah. to him where it's like wait you told me the city wouldn't flood though yeah yeah i own a lot of property <clears throat> here you did <laughs> it's not insured for water damage <laughs> yeah really i'm cheap like that you don't get to be a multi-billionaire <laughs> by taking water insurance <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. But uh, yeah, pretty good. I mean, it was kind of like a short story. Yeah, well, again, I, it's like a setup issue. Very for, much for the so. rising. And now that we know who the villains are and everything, I imagine next. Well, the next issue continues in I think this week's Nightwing issue because that's yes, the that's start right. of the start of the Nightwing Superman team up. Which is another a cool thing about this Superman book, how we're kind of getting to see John meet every aspect of the DC universe. He hung out with Wally. He hung mm -hmm. out with the Aquamans. He hung yep. out with Damien again. And now he's going to hang out with Nightwing because Josh Williamson is killing the Justice League and they're going to be yeah. the new faces. Yeah, and uh, yeah, again, he's hanging out with people like his age and like getting to know them and like being friends with them all and all that. All the, like the stuff with like Jackson in this issue and last issue was just great. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Again, feels feels like some real organic and, world building for what's going to be happening later. And you know what's even cool about it? I was I was thinking about this the other day. It's like if this was like a team up with like say like Batman and Superman again, there'd be like some sort of like dick swinging where it's like this mm -hmm, is my mm -hmm. city, I'll deal yep. with it. Whereas like here, the, the like Aquaman and, and Superman join, they're like, oh, we'll deal with it together. There's yeah, none, none of that with these young heroes. Not at all. There's no ego, and there's a nice bit of like, oh, thank God, Jackson, you're here. This is a water problem. I could really use your expertise. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I could really use some help on this one. Uh, I guess from Superman to Batman, uh, we had Detective Comics uh, 1052 this week. I read this early in the week. Yeah, I read this, like, last night. <laughs> oh, good. It's fresher in your mind. So we get to see the big uh, Arkham Tower coming undone, but from the other side. Yeah, I, th I thought that was pretty cool get to see it from uh chase's point of view she's like the main focal point of this issue yes this is all about chase in fact it answers a question that i didn't even think was a question and that is yeah how did chase even meet batman because batman trusted her implicitly when she first showed up yeah batman saved her from the riddle like in batman forever yeah, yeah how about that <laughs> Ain't that fun. And yeah, Chase is basically kind of the key to all of this because if uh, Psycho Pirate and Ware want to make off with their ill-gotten money, they have to convince her to tell Nakano that they're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. Which hit me where it's like, well, if you can manipulate people's minds, why didn't you just manipulate her right away? And then I'm like, oh, because you need to actually make it look like the hospital is doing good before you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just can't openly do it because, you know, if they showed up and they're like, well, you clearly haven't rehabbed anybody. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, the fact that I, I love that they're just two doofuses trying to pull off a con. Two, yeah, just two con men who are in way, way over their head. Like that, like, like the issue before how, like, Nakano's, like, he's, like, duping the party crashes and Penguin mm -hmm. at the same time. He's like, ah, it's all fine. I'll get you your drugs. Knowing that he'll be, like, going away Long with, like, gone. the money and everything. I, I love it. It's great. It's great, too, and, like, we're also starting to see, like, uh, some cracks starting to form in their mm -hmm. partnership, yep. because to get the hospital back under control, Psycho Pirate had to put everyone to sleep, and that's pissing Ware off, because up until now, he's never had to worry about Pirate using his powers on him. Yeah, he, he ends up forgetting about what happened, because it was just sort of, like, sticking a band-aid on, on, like, a gushing wound. Yep. <laughs> and because we know that this all ends up failing later. Yeah, exactly. We're also finally given an answer in this issue to what that whole 
weirdness with the patients in therapy talking about their crimes like they were watching a movie and here uh Dr. Meridian basically explains like, yeah, that's what Psycho Pirate's been doing. He's been compartmentalizing exactly. their their criminal mania, which is bad from a psychological standpoint because it means that they're never going to fix any of their problems. They're just pushing it down. And not only that, it's like all bottled up and everything. So when Psycho Pirate loses connection, it like all shoots out at once, which is yep. why they go like completely violent and try and kill everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so literally they've just been again adding more fuel to the fire for when it all eventually blows up in their face yeah also th- this is like like up until now psycho pirate he hasn't really been a villain he's just been kind of like no. like a, a guy who's been coaxed to like he's like con man who's in he's a co-conspirator uh, but like here he kind of got like a bit terrifying where he's like fucking with chase's head and like mm-hmm. he's like he's like kind of like defiling her in a way because like very. he's making her like feel embarrassed and shame oh it's yeah and it's all very that feel of, bad yeah it's really fucked up and i quite enjoyed that they had that turn with psycho pirate for a minute there did uh did you see there were some covers from that new thomas wayne batman flashpoint book where he's kicking around some villains and one of them is psycho pirate oh really i'm like oh my god is he gonna leave this story and go back to flashpoint (laughs) oh escape here it'll be safe here oh i'm so safe here (laughs) (laughs) no you're not (laughs) i'm like oh my god are they really wrapping up all these like unfinished storylines because again the psycho pirate mask is kind of how they got to flashpoint before yeah. it was destroyed so like why why is there a tunnel between the mask and flashpoint and then there's also the fact that like thomas wayne was like working for bane who had psycho yes. pirate on the payroll and he was influencing people and yes did did thomas wayne do that of his own accord like tom king said they did or are we gonna move it to be like no no, no psycho pirate made him do it I hope it's just, again, more undoing of King's shit is is more than welcome. Again, uh, Jeff Johns in one issue. Yeah, actually, Psycho Pirate was the true mastermind behind all of that. He was controlling everybody. (laughs) Really, really got out of hand for him. That's what got the eye of, like, Darkseid or something. Yeah. Because he did all that sort of shit. (laughs) Wow, you're pretty cool. (laughs) Would you like to be my Black Lantern? (laughs) But yeah, so this story continues to be fun and interesting, and I like uh, where they're going with it. Again, it's using characters in interesting ways that we don't normally see them. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's so refreshing. Yeah, everything about this is refreshing. I don't know if it's the best Batman story I've read, but it's definitely the most refreshing Batman story I've read in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, We had Devil's Reign issue 4. Four? yeah issue four yes which of a six issue series wow they really turned up the heat on this one in a way i was Oof. not expecting oh yeah oh did they ever this uh this one was kind of a biggie wasn't it it really was uh where would you like to begin <laughs> uh woof. uh so yeah well, uh we've got the the thunderbolts that are back there they've been told to hunt down fucking the purple the children. children they don't particularly want to because it's it's fucking kids Yes, exactly, which I love that even bootlicking, you know, pro-fascism John Walker's like, whoa, 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 I draw the line at kids, though. Fucking kids, man. (laughs) Again, it's nice to know he has at least one line he won't cross, but of course that doesn't matter because Kingpin is more and more using the power of the purple man because he cut off his fingers to make people do shit they don't want to do. Yeah, he's, it's, um, it's a great, this whole issue is a great, like, look at, like, his want and need to, like, control people and dominance over people and there was there's a great 
like parallel here because we see we see here we see his control over like uh like mary how mm-hmm. how he's like kind of like mess with her to like kind of sort of like fall in love with her where it's all sort of really been manipulated by him and then you compare it to his, to his son butch who doesn't buy into any of his bullshit and just no. fucking hates him and everything that that scene with butch is brilliant because obviously you know uh kingpin's new thing is zero tolerance and he's using octopus's drones to arrest <laughs> heroes and criminals alike <laughs> but he breaks the law to get his own son out <laughs> and you know his kids like you know I, I don't give a shit about you you know i used to you know i don't love you as a father but i used to respect you as a gangster and everything but now look at you you're taking orders from doc ock because ock technically saved him from the avengers but ock was trying to kill him anyway but ock is just letting him lead so he can be <laughs> the power behind the throne and he's like, you know, you're you, you're doing like stuff that you never did before. You're relying on power you never had. You know, you you don't got that street cred. You don't got that <laughs> respect anymore. Yeah, he's like embarrassed to be the kingpin after Wilson Fisk. You know what's beautiful about that scene too, and throughout the whole book, Kingpin's costume is incorporating more purple every time we see him. <laughs> yeah. You notice that? Yeah, yeah beautiful little art detail uh ssj future gohan uh people saying comics are fun and refreshing you guys have no idea how good it is to hear 90 percent of the time it's hatred and yelling about them i know man i don't know how anyone can listen to shit like that all the time yeah i hated this as much as other people claimed hate it i wouldn't do it (laughs) yeah exactly like every week you see people how they talk about how comics the worst thing ever to happen you know in comics this week you know and it's literally nothing you know it's it's because the internet is fucked and because the internet you know rewards and amplifies anger and hate and cynicism while downplaying anything positive because it yeah. it makes more money if it bleeds it leads that sort of thing yeah like last week fucking a guy spinning was like the worst the thing worst ever. fucking thing ever to happen you know Oh, yeah, I, I can't believe that shit. Also, too, hey, you know, we were talking before we started that Lord of the Rings trailer. I was like, oh, let me look at uh, what the Internet's saying about Lord of the Rings. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, no. Apparently, Tolkien fans are super fucking racist <laughs> and sexist, too. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's my bad, everyone. I'll stop looking. <laughs> that's uh, my bad. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that that bit with uh, Kingpin and his son is great too because it also recenters this story as a Daredevil story because Matt has been really cool about like sharing the page real estate with everyone else. Yeah, yeah. This is the one that reminds you. Oh yeah, this is his story. In fact, uh, Matt even kind of has a one-on-one with his brother Mike because Mike is kind of the friend benefactor of Butch and he's trying to get him out and everything. And they're having a whole big conversation about justice and everything. Yeah, and uh, uh, Mike wants once uh, he's come he's coming to Matt because Matt's Daredevil and he's like, ah, just mm. come and help my friend out because if if he stays in prison, he'll come out a different person because he knows kind of what's going mm-hmm. on and all that sort of stuff and and matt's like no i'm not gonna bend the rules just just for you yeah just for you even if you are my no good brother yeah yeah uh what else was there oh we had a great escape scene for uh mr and mrs fantastic yeah that was great and a great callback to like civil war as well uh where it's like yeah they put these dampeners on me guess what i built them yeah i built the version before these for the for the uh human civil registration act 
and I've yeah. built fail safes in them for for us. <laughs> I I love what Zadarsky is doing with the uh, with Invisible Woman and Mister Fantastic here because you get the feeling it's like ooh, escaping prison's fun. This is really spicing up our marriage, isn't it? Who knew this <laughs> they're, is what they're we like? Needed. They're like getting off on it, yeah. <laughs> Very. Oh God, Sue, I didn't think I could love you more when you hit that person with that lunch tray. Yeah, oh my God, when you shivved that guy with your toothbrush shiv, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think this would turn me on, but it is. <laughs> and uh yeah, they they break out. They break out like a uh, Moon Knight who makes a makeshift mask out of like bed sheets. <laughs> he does that a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And then also they break Tony Stark out, but we're not sure whether it's the real Tony Stark or the chameleon Tony Stark. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting too. It's like, oh, is that why they didn't find him? Because he was in prison or did like Chameleon take the L and was like, you know what? I'm going to infiltrate another group of heroes. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try again with these other people. <laughs> if he did that, that'd actually be fucking genius that he yeah. pretended to be the same guy twice. Yeah. Okay, take two. Take two with new people. <laughs> take two with feeling. I learned a lot. <laughs> that's, that's fucking good. And uh, yeah, the big reveal at the end is that uh, Kingpin basically by accident figures out that he can use his new Purple Man powers to unlock memories because he's kind of, you know, what Butch said really got to him and he's talking to Typhoid Mary. He's like, geez, you know, maybe, maybe I am wrong. You know, I was so ready to walk away from this. And he was in the Daredevil book, but I just, I just couldn't let it go. This idea that, you know, Daredevil had gotten one over on me and messed mm -hmm. with my mind. And he says the words, you know, I'd want to remember. And because of that, he ends up remembering. He remembers Matt Murdock is Daredevil. And it's a great, it's a, it's a great, there's a, like, great like callbacks to like uh matt returning as daredevil mm -hmm. and everything and the the, the whole fi the final page is like filled with stuff like born again and all that stuff really great like uh callbacks callbacks and all that sort of stuff is fantastic it's, it's it's a total Frank Miller riff is yeah. what it is, you know, and the Kingpin is born again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kingpin comes back. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool, too, because it's like, ooh, now he's going to try and overthrow Octopus and everything because there can only be one. Exactly. He's, he's, gonna, he's got his balls back. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Again, it's a gangster <laughs> movie that this totally is, and, you know, he's, he's, he's not going to take it anymore. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, good, good shit. Really strong. That uh, that book goes from strength to strength. Yeah. Uh, now, do you want to talk about one right quick? I I hate to do it, but I gotta actually run to the bathroom right Again? quick. I think I maybe. Again? I know. I think I. I think I've only done this like, like twice in our show history, but when you gotta go, you gotta go. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take I'll take questions from some people. If people have any questions, fire them at me. Go. I'll answer. Uh, it's, whatever you got. It's impromptu in Q and A, and I'll be right back. <laughs> Zdarsky really is nailing it. He, like this run, it's funny because like this is an event. Devil's Devil's Reign is like an event with tie-ins and everything. Yet it's just it's still his his Daredevil run. It's just a continuation of where he left off in that Daredevil run. And then it's going to continue as well when Daredevil gets renumbered. I think in April or something, which is insane. It, I I don't understand why it's being renumbered. I mean, obviously besides it's going to get new readers and money and everything but it's so so funny that it's just a new it's just a continuation of his uh old run it's michael reed asks boxes or briefs uh both depending on the day depending on the day if it's a hot day i go boxes if it's not a hot day i go briefs you gotta let you gotta let it air out if, if it's hot
Ludwig asks, that person you didn't know on the cover of Dark Crisis was Neron. Was it Neron? Okay, it was either Neron or Arion because they're, ve they're very much the same. Long-haired guys with, like, armor with, like, weird gems in the, in the center of it. Good to know it's Neron. Captain Kun there with five bucks saying, Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Matt, what? No, I'm not. Matt, internally, damn it, I know. He knows I'm Kingpin. Internally, damn it, I know. <laughs> It's going to be really funny to see, like, what exactly happens with now that, like, he knows Matt Murdock is uh, dead. I wonder as well, like, if he will go for uh, Mike Murdock, because Mike is pretending to be Matt Murdock at the moment while Matt is off being Daredevil uh, in secret and everything. So I wonder if maybe Mike Murdock will end up being killed uh, or, or something like that. Or maybe even Foggy will take the hit again. Yes, as SJ, we were talking about uh, Detective Comics and the Psycho Pirate stuff, which has just been fantastic. Been absolutely brilliant. Do you think Kane will show up at some point in Spider-Man Beyond? Maybe? I'm not too sure. I, anyone know what has actually been happening with Kane? I'm not too familiar with what's been going on with him. But I have to imagine he'll probably show up at some point. I, ima I mean, they've been going after other Spider-Men... Uh, like Miles and, and Peter, so maybe he'll turn up. Will we get to see the War Thor and have the three Thors fought the God Butcher and Thor Love and Thunder? I don't know, maybe we will get to see... I mean, I'm pretty sure we're getting multiple Thors. I mean, we are getting multiple Thors in the new Thor film because we've got Jane Foster and Thor. I, I don't know whether, whether War Thor will turn up. Maybe. I mean, they're all going to fight Gore, so... It's a possibility. There's a Joker 2. Like you mean the movie? Or the TV? Or the uh, comic series? Because there's Joker Season 2 coming. And then the, uh, if there's a Joker 2 movie. Like what, what is that going to be about? What the, What is that going to be about? Because the guy wasn't Joker. He was just like a guy. What the hell is that going to be about? Eric Santi with 499 there. What destiny of X books are you looking forward to the most? Mine is Immortal X-Men and X-Men Red. I'm looking forward to X-Men Red. Immortal X-Men does look pretty damn good. X-Men Red's mainly my most hyped one just because I've, I've finished reading Sword and Sword looks like it's going to be continuing on in that. And Abigail Brand is going against Krakoa and like all of those guys. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing where that story ends up. That's the problem with live, uh, with doing live, everybody. <laughs> Sometimes when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> oh, we got some. We got some good questions. We got some really good questions nice. here. Our fans are good about that. What, what were you talking about? Uh, we were just talking about which uh, Destiny of X book we were most hyped for. I said I'm most hyped for X Men Red. Uh, X Men Red looks good. Uh, I'm probably interested in Immortal X Men just mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. love the backstabbing of the Council. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with X-Men Red. Abigail Brand's going against Krakoa uh, and the Quiet Council, so yeah. There you go. That's pretty good. Uh, <coughs> so what were we talking about? I think uh, we had just finished talking about Detective Comics when I left. Devil's Reign. We just Devil's finished. Reign, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, 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 um, speaking of that, we were just talking about that because obviously Matt Murdock is now revealed to be Daredevil. What mm -hmm. if, what if uh, Kingpin goes after Matt Murdock, but he goes after Mike? Oh, well, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. He doesn't know the difference. Exactly. 
holy shit, that's going to be cool, actually. Which, yeah. in doing so, he will be going after his son's best friend. Exactly. And, oh my God, if, he, if he kills him. Yeah, he turns the kingpin on the kingpin. What if we kill Mike now because we can't kill his girlfriend again? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're turning that's over to, into, into brothers who shouldn't actually exist. <laughs> there you go. Because that's always the thing. Like, when Mike showed up, it's like, wow, what an amazing, like, you know, one more day style thing, but done right because you rewrote the whole universe, but it only affected this small portion of it there. When a character like that comes in, it's like, oh, well, his days are numbered. Yeah, it could, and it, and it, could, it could mean as well as that, like, that's a reset for a new issue one, which is coming out. Which is coming out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of places they could go with that one for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, what else was this week? Uh, oh, I read uh, Suicide Squad Blaze, the Cy Spurrier DC Black Label book. I haven't gotten around to it, but I will at some point. It was fine. I had pretty high hopes for it going in. I will say it definitely defied my expectations. Whatever you think it's about, it's not about that. Okay. It's like almost not even really about the Suicide Squad. The idea is is that it's a job so dangerous and so suicidal, the main team, who look even more like their movie counterparts now, hmm. turn it down so Waller, who looks exactly like Deborah Wilson now. Oh, really? Oh, 100%. It is just someone drew Deborah Wilson has to find like a bunch of regular crooks inside the suicide school or inside Bell Rev to give powers to to take this deadly mission. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got that like thing that a lot of these black label books do where it's like, you know, this is a dark, mature world we're in. So we got to like completely reinvent the DC universe from the ground up. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got some ideas. I liked it enough, but I couldn't help but shake the feeling where it's like, oh, this is one of those books I'm going to have to read in trade, isn't it? This this, okay. this is going to make more sense in trade. It's only, it's really short, isn't it? It is. It's only three issues. Yeah, exa- yeah. so it might be a bit better. I like that Batman Imposter book read a bit better yeah. in trade. They're, they're extra length issues, though. Yeah, I figured. They're short, but they are much longer. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's something uh again i don't know if it's my favorite suicide squad story going on right now but it's definitely different and interesting and i appreciate a black label book that's not just about fucking batman <laughs> yeah it's it's nice to see that they're branching off you know what it is they've realized oh shit like people love these fucking peacemaker and yep. like and like the suicide squad movies let's like do fucking characters about that and the fact that Deborah Wilson is the inspiration for Waller in this, I'm like, oh, you made this because of the game. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to get that over that the character looks like this sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, don't get me wrong, it's solid. Hey, when are we going to get Peacemaker DLC for that uh, Suicide Squad game? <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> I, I would happily take a skin that just turns Deadshot into Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Uh, now what else you want to talk about, Matt? Uh, I had um, the Avengers issue fifty-three. Oh yes, yes, yes. We're bi- we're building up to Judgment Day. Yeah, and something pretty big happens in here, which makes me question what the fuck Judgment Day is going to be about. Actually, Ooh, do uh, tell. So the multiversal masters of evil are still battling the X Men. They've like separated them. So in this issue, Doom Supreme and Kid Thanos go after. <laughs> uh, T'Challa, Namor, and Valkyrie, who are stu- stuck in Avengers Mountain. 
Right. Uh, we get it's all told from like the point of view of the Deathlocks who are there to like warn them about what's coming and the Judgment Days and all that sort of stuff that's coming. Uh, so it's basically an issue that kind of tells you a bit about the villains, like their their mm. whole like origins and sort of stuff. So right. like we get Kid Thanos is one where he was like he like cut his way through everyone literally in in the universe through like a turn or it's just to try and figure out how people work like literally dissecting them and everything and it all ended with him cutting up his own mother hey that sounds exactly like the origin jason aaron wrote for him yeah. in the thanos mini yeah and guess who's writing this book oh geez it's almost <laughs> like that all stayed canon in jason aaron's mind yeah well again this is like a multiversal thanos so this this is his thanos from that book basically it's very clearly his um, thanos yeah and we get he's kind of like like a really fucked up individual where like he's mm. he was like cutting them up to try and because he thinks like oh these people were made for my edification I, yep. i'm to like cut up cut them up to discover the secrets of the the earth and the mm -hmm, universe mm -hmm. and he never found it or anything um and then doom obviously is like he's doom supreme he's like he's owns all magic basically from his universe if people remove uh, his mask they go insane from looking at his scarred face and oh he's a lovecraftian horror babies boil in the womb when <laughs> when uh their mothers think of him and all that stuff oh, that, that's literally how that how, uh, how J jason describes him it's fucking metal as fuck yep that's um, some ancient ass horror uh we also learned that like uh obviously because magic has a cost uh doom mm. has figured out a way to transfer that cost so every time he uses magic planets blow up uh oh. whole civilizations wither and die nothing happens to him that's and, a pretty good hack yeah and uh he's fighting he ends up fighting valkyrie and and valkyrie's like bitch i'm fucking you know i have power over death itself you're using mm. death magic you're fucking nothing and doom's actually like kind of like like kept on his toes a little bit really like holy fuck who the fuck is this why isn't like anything working against her and then he he realizes what she is and he ends up taking her power from her and giving her her cancer back oh fuck me <laughs> so jane's got her cancer back now uh and she ends up Jesus. getting her all weapon back and it fixes her briefly to go back into valkyrie uh which doesn't make any sense with what happens in x death because she doesn't seem to have it in no <laughs> oops writers are talking to each other <laughs> though that uh, could that could happen before this you know true enough uh functorial helping us out after peacemaker what dc character would you like to see james gunn tackle i think he'd do a great green arrow or justice league international yeah it would have to be someone like you know i think cult enough that everyone would be fine for him com to completely reinvent him it it's kind of brand it's like totally brand new but i'd love to see him do like the one star squadron that, oh yeah that, uh mark russell is writing at the moment that just like kind of fits him just like shitty superheroes in like the office i like it yeah any any of those characters would be a perfect uh fit yeah anyone one star hey what about amazing man he has a weird history <laughs> and a weird costume and his name is fucking amazing man how about animal man animal man you see i think he would do pretty good with animal man actually yeah yeah it would be, yeah, you know, you could have him be all like, you know, wholesome Buddy Baker at home and everything, but then you could do like the Jeff Lemire sick, gross, slither body horror stuff when he turns into animals. Exactly. <laughs> he would kind of be a good fit for that, actually. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty fucking cool. Uh, James Gunn's Hyperion. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really Different cool. universe, I know, but still, <laughs> it's like he, he kind of did something like that with Brightburn. <laughs> 
So to see him where it's like, okay, here is like another Superman like character for you to play with. Yeah, yeah. And he's evil, so here. Go yeah. for, go for it. You people love actually, that shit. <laughs> actually James Gunn's Bizarro would be kind of fun. Ooh, yeah. Cause he's like dumb and lovable and he doesn't know any better. He'd be basically, yeah, like King Shark. Yeah, he wants to do good, but because everything he does is backwards. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. That would be fun, actually. I think you could do a lot of stuff with that. Yeah. But yeah, so Avengers, Jane gets her cancer back. That sucks. Yeah, she gets her cancer back. Uh, the Doom and, and Kid Thanos end up leaving the Avengers uh, mountain, but not before Kid Thanos ends up planting a bunch of bombs around it. And mm. all while this is happen, uh, happening, Deathlock is connected to its main computer because he's, tr- he's trying to determine like why the project why the progenitor and celestial is scared and he finds that it's scared because they he knows that all gods when they die they go to hell oh and uh i I, I guess aaron kind of set that up didn't he because we did see the eternal or yeah in hell yeah and then uh at that moment the bombs go off and the entire avengers mountain is blown up oh no yeah so i'm I'm not sure where that's going to lead into the judgment day being that like that's like a big part of very of it of uh like them living in the corpse of a celestial has angered the the eternals are they gonna blame them for blowing it up is that why like ah you you killed our god maybe yeah they're like we didn't do it we tried to stop well you didn't try hard enough (laughs) and you know that's this is a perfectly pedantic reason for superheroes to fight no i didn't yes you did let's fight about it The X-Men are like, we'll hold your wallets, because either yeah. way, you know, we're going to have a we'll, wallet when this is over. Take off your chains, we'll hold your chains. <laughs> your big hoop earrings yeah, and yeah. everything. Your Jordans. <laughs> Always be that guy in the fight. Hey, here, I'll, I'll hold your stuff, because one way or another, how that fight ends, you get to keep the stuff. <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned uh, X-Deaths of Wolverine, so we should, we should probably talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah. The continued adventures of Moira on the run. Bet you didn't think that in a book called X Deaths of Wolverine. Yeah, the Moira identity, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Admittedly, not much happens in this issue because it's just her running from place to place and them confirming stuff that you probably already guessed and that is like, oh, this Wolverine is from the future, but this time machine that he took actually seems to be part of Krakoa. And, uh, well, a lot older than Krakoa, a thousand years older yeah. than the actual island itself. So mm. it's fucking something that we don't know what it is. It's something, it's weird. Uh, this tech Wolverine seems, well, at first we don't know what the tech Wolverine wants. We just know it's leaving the island and eventually we find out it's one of the things that's chasing after Moira. But is it chasing <clears throat> after Moira or is it chasing after her arm? Seems to be chasing after her arm because it like finds it and then just like completely disregards where like she would have gone and just like takes off. We get a really gory scene, too, of uh, Moira being like, well, they're probably using this arm to track me, so I should probably cut it off in a dirty motel. That, that was so fucking metal. She just, like, just saws it off with, like, a hot knife and then uses an iron to cauterize the wound in a bath God full damn. of iodine. Yeah, God fucking damn. That was so cool. <laughs> that is some, like, Sarah Connor shit right there. Yeah. Like, what do I care about pain? I've died. I've lived multiple lives and died multiple yeah. times. Uh, we, we also learned that fucking the mutants gave her cancer (laughs) yes or the island gave her cancer yeah now is this like a thing where it's like oh she's human on krakoa that's not meant to happen this is is this like some like like defense response for the island to just give people cancer (laughs) 
Well, we know some humans live on the island, like North Star gets to live with his girlfriend. But they could uh, be Brian... on the list. They're on the list. True. <laughs> well, here's Brian Braddock comes through. You, you gotta have a mutant come with you through the portal. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's because, like, the portals work only for mutants. Yes, and she got sent through the portal as a human, so yeah. is that what fucked her up? If you go through the portal as a human, does it give yeah, you cancer? Weird cosmic fucking Krakoan waves enter your Plant bloodstream. Cancer. and Yeah, give you fucking cancer that makes you cough up your lungs. What a what a fucking defense mechanism for an island. If you're human and step foot on here unwelcomed, you get cancer. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> that's that's a pretty strong reason to say don't come here. <laughs> uh, Mystique also like literally dies in her pursuit of uh, Moira, even though Destiny told her not to, which I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, Destiny told her she would die, and yeah, I like that. Raven just doesn't give a shit and it's like nah this woman this bitch she's lived too long <laughs> we gotta kill her I, I love this mystique I love this woman so much I'm moving heaven and earth to get my wife back then the second her wife is back yeah 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 whatever honey I'm not listening to you <laughs> hey the relationship is like every relationship <laughs> but, but but as well De Destiny does know it's like ah death itself is coming for her in the form of Wolverine <laughs> yes yes they keep calling that Wolverine death seemingly yeah I wonder if that wolverine because see yeah seemingly from the future wonder if it's like one of those hybrids maybe one of those mutant machine hybrids and the machine is just just happened to be warlock yeah yeah that's the thing they fuse with because you know what better way to kill a machine with another type of machine yeah yeah eric santi moira was living in a krakoan tumor the no place or tumors ah, interesting <laughs> yeah when she touched the wall it like gave her cancer or something interesting yeah it's tied to the no place I, I know some people have kind of argued too and i'd love to get your take on this matt moira's motivation in this story mostly it's to survive but when she talks she's like you know i'm i'm not gonna give up on krakoa i built it i've been kicked out of paradise i was xavier and magneto's secret weapon and now they want to shut me up now i'm a pariah does that totally jive with how she was at the end of Inferno, where Mystique was implying that she actually secretly hated mutant kind, and that so long as she was there, mm. it was always doomed to fail? Or do you think we're this early starting to see disconnect from what Hickman was doing and what all the other writers were doing? Oh, I, I mean, being that this is directly like connecting up to Inf Inferno, I have to imagine that there, there was probably something a bit more afoot. And we'll maybe. probably learn in the next, like, three issues about, like, what exactly is happening. And, and maybe she just changed her mind. <laughs> maybe, because, like, even though, like, a lot of what's going on in the story is cool, no doubt about it, I just had this moment where I'm like, am I supposed to be rooting for Moira or not? Because she was basically the string-pulling, like, evil behind Krakoa. Like, she was the lie that the whole thing was built yeah. on. And now it's not anymore. And now it's like, oh, no, Tech Wolverine is going to kill her. And I'm like isn't that a good thing though <laughs> i i don't know whose side i'm supposed to be on like even mystique's like oh no mystique might get her I'm like mystique was way more sympathetic than moira was actually <laughs> she has good reason to yeah <laughs> she does where it's almost like you know blue lady deserves her revenge honestly a cypher was kind of cock blocking her there yeah it's it's really funny because yeah you're like you want to root for mystique because of all that but you also kind of want to root for like like Moira like taking down Krakoa because of all like the evil shit they're doing they're giving people cancer they're fucking fucking with people's memories and stuff and committing war crimes yeah yeah beast in these war crimes all that sort of shit there, there is I guess there is a fair amount of like moral ambiguity with everyone in this yeah. story maybe, maybe yeah again maybe we're not meant to like anyone <laughs> 
true enough it's like no one is perfect and like even in that x-men story or even like in the the lives of wolverine it's like oh uh, omega red is your reckoning he's gonna kill xavier yeah xavier was up to some dark shit yeah. and you also turned omega red against his will yeah. into a sleeper agent and told him he was gonna die even though you could have fixed him at any moment yeah yeah it's like this you you literally brought this all on yourself krakoa yeah yeah would been a little bit nicer like how doug was with moira you probably wouldn't be in this situation you're creating more enemies than friends at the moment exactly yeah maybe you're right maybe it is one of those stories where you're not actually supposed to like anyone yeah where everyone's a little anti-heroic uh now i had one last book what about you so did i yeah all right uh, I'll go because this is really quick and I'm dying to get your take on this. Uh, I had Joker number 12. We're almost done now. Almost done, yep. We're almost done this and uh, the big reveal, uh, the the hulking bodyguard of the Court of Owls lady, the one who has apparently been pushing her this whole time, the one who may very well be behind all of it, was revealed to be Bane. <laughs> what, what, like proper Bane? Proper Bane, which begs the question: Like, was isn't he a zombie over in Task Force? Yeah, he didn't yeah. didn't Red Hood kick him off a roof? Also, this series was happening before Task Force X or Task Force <laughs> C. How the hell does any of this happen? Assuming maybe he, maybe he's a clone, because there are a lot of clones in this story. That's, yeah, that's true. Yep. And also, too, I don't even think Tynan himself quite knew the timeline of when joker killed bane because joker killed bane before the a day attack or yeah. at least he was supposed to have yeah because he visited him in that cell and like i was talking yes. shit to him bane was all like hung up and everything yes when he was setting up for this new story so again th that's the big takeaway from or it's like really because also everyone and their mothers had guessed that the big guy was bane yeah 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 I, even i think i did when i saw a picture i'm like yeah oh, that's you fucking did. bane yeah that's clear that's clearly bane in a trench coat and hat come yeah, on yeah yeah <laughs> and the fact that it is him like I, as a reader i'm like okay i i don't know about this <laughs> i don't know about this at all you got two more issues to make it work oh god <laughs> but that's definitely one of those twists where i'm like this you would have been better to just not do that twist yeah yeah the, the idea is is that, you know, oh, was it Joker's plan to get all these people together who hated him to get all these different factions in one place so they could kill each other? Ah, you know, for a guy who talks about chaos, that was really quite the plan. Only for them to be like, nah, that wasn't Joker, it was Bane, actually. <laughs> it was Bane all along. <laughs> it was Bane all along. And I'm like, I don't think I like that as much. Is this, are they making, again, are they making fun of Tom King and his whole, it was Bane all along. It was Bane behind fucking everything, you know? <laughs> It basically feels like that. <laughs> it really does. Uh, and that's basically all I got to say about it. Uh, Captain Coon helping us out again. Ex-Death of Wolverine, a.k.a. Moira McTaggart strikes back. Moira, I'm going to get back to Krakoa. Cure my cancer. Stop Mystique from killing me. Take my place in mutant history. Cue the music. <laughs> Cue my fucking music. Uh, she's also got to fight the ex-Desk as well and maybe this evil corporation that's giving people, like, uh, tech upgrades. Yeah, like cloud storage in their mind, yeah. Which, fuck me, that story couldn't have come at a better time in our history when Elon Musk is killing monkeys with his own <laughs> yeah. tech upgrade. Yeah. Oh, jeez, you think this is a bad idea? I don't know. <laughs> also, I would love to see the Venn diagram of people who are like, I'm not going to take a vaccine, they're going to track me with microchips. Oh, I'll happily put the Musk microchip in my the, head, though. Yeah, the, the Tesla microchip that's killing monkeys, yeah. <gasps> Yes, it's going to catch fire, going to lock you out. Yeah, yeah. 
A lot of you motherfuckers didn't watch Westworld season three and it shows. Yeah, it's like it's the, the chips. They're like those ones in fucking Kingsman that fucking yes. Samuel L. Jackson was injecting into fucking rich people. Yeah, have we not seen enough science fiction to know this is a bad idea? <laughs> Again, all I could think of was Westworld season three, where in that dark future, everyone has a chip in their head to you know, <coughs> make them better at uh, acclimating to society, yeah. and it's all ruled by the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm, yeah. Fuck, Westworld season three is great as like a YouTuber who lives my life in fear of the algorithm. Well, in the future, everyone will. <laughs> it, re it really is. Fuck those people that say it was a bad season. It was so fucking good. I agree. Yeah, you and me both are on that. Westworld season three was actually great. <laughs> so, so many people are like, ooh, well, there's not cowboys anymore. They're not in the park. And then they just like stopped paying attention. Yeah. I I'm sorry you needed cowboys for like deep and interesting <laughs> science fiction. <laughs> I'm sorry they don't do shooty bang and horse no more. <laughs> There's actually a lot going on about this show. And also, it's also probably one of the best shows that makes, like, religious illusions mm. and, like, it's not stupid and pretentious. No, no, it's not beat you over the head with it. It's it's a show that made me actually, like, happy that I went to all those Sunday school classes because <laughs> I actually got all the references they were making. <laughs> oh, Riabuna. Oh, well, that was the father of so-and-so. Oh, interesting. Oh, and he's one of two? What? <laughs> and now i'm off topic so joker joker was weird i'm hoping they stick the landing but this issue did not fill me with hope yeah do you think do you reckon this was the issue where it was written at the time where uh you know on the other screen uh james tynan <laughs> had his Substack, you know contract up you know? <laughs> just maybe <laughs> there's definitely an air of like well this is the story i was gonna tell and i'm leaving anyway so i don't give a fuck if it makes sense anymore <laughs> y'all figure that out <laughs> y'all figure that shit out oh god <laughs> and, uh, what, what, what was your last book man <laughs> uh my last book was justice league issue 71 Ah, yes, as we move our way ever closer to 75 and me hopping back on the book with you. Yeah, so this was the, the kind of sort of end to both the stories, because there's the Justice League and Justice League Dark in this book. Oh, um, yes. Uh, so the Justice League story, uh, we kind of get the wrap-up of the whole uh, Royal Flush Gang stealing the Fortress of Solitude, uh, <laughs> nice. which is really cool, because we find out that it, uh, it was all a ploy of them. It was like misdirection, because their, their whole idea was... There, there's a meteor coming towards uh earth it's not going to hit earth it's coming close towards earth and um they've uh, the the royal flush have learned through their contacts at star that the meteor contains ore and minerals that when tallied up equal more than all the fortune on earth combined oh that sounds important yeah and and they're like and they're like okay so what we're going to do is we're going to steal the fortress of solitude and we're going to take some of the alien tech from it to pull it down to Earth so we don't have to go to space. And then we're going to use the shrinking tech in the fortress to shrink it down so we can then cut it up and then sell it as we need to sell it. I, I like they're ultimately just after money. Yeah, yeah, again, I, that, that, that's what I, I said in my review. I, I thoroughly enjoy that, that like the, the villains of this issue were just after money they just uh, the big score they called it the royal flush <laughs> how, how weird is it that we're at a point in comics now when like everyone wants to break the hero and rule the city yeah. and unmake all of creation it's like i like that he just wanted to get money yeah yeah i know it's it's, it's so strange eh <laughs> isn't it weirdly refreshing in that yeah. we're getting two stories about that in dc right now it's like <laughs> our big plan is to get rich <clears throat> yeah and um but the problem is that like uh king of spades uh, like the guy he got all the info on the fortress from it 
well, the plan, the plans for it wasn't exactly clear. So when he was like pulling the crystals out to like open doors and stuff, he ended up opening all of the the fortress's interdimensional portals all at once. So, like a so we get this great thing with where like like uh, he ends up blacking out, and uh, it picks up a little bit after that. And Superman confronts him, and he's Superman's not very happy, but he's he's you know that stern dad where he's like, "This was my inheritance, <laughs> and you guys are fucking with my inheritance." <laughs> you don't you don't realize what we had to do, and we get these three great panels of Superman remembering what they did, like because he opened the portals, and it's like you're lucky you didn't turn the world upside down, inside out. And we <laughs> get to see what happened, and that is they they fought like Earth three crime syndicate trigon oh. all these fucking villains and everything all like off panel <laughs> and, and it's like superman remembering it's like ah, nothing really bad happened you know <laughs> just uh, a regular day for me <laughs> yeah yeah and they end up arresting the uh, uh the, the the royal flush gang and the, the royal flush gang aren't too happy about it so they try and break out and there's there's a great part where um black canary is like even the even the legion of doom know when they're beaten why are these guys keep trying to fight us they know they're gonna <laughs> lose uh they end up getting like sent off to jail somewhere and uh the uh, the the justice league story ends with uh the justice league actually thanking oliver for because oliver's paying for paying for checkmate paying for the hall of justice oh, paying yeah. paying for fucking everything he, he's a rich guy yeah well he's the only rich guy on the team now <laughs> bruce doesn't have his fucking money um <laughs> But yeah, it was great because it's like a callback to like, because that was the start of Bendis' run where it was all about Oliver taking charge and being kind of the leader of the team. And it was sort of like mm. a checks and balances sort of thing with like right. just the guy, the guy with the bow being in charge of gods and sort of stuff. And th there's a great part from uh, Black Adam because Black Adam's like, if you if you put your own interests above everyone else, the, the, the last thing you'll see will be a fucking lightning bolt. <laughs> and everyone's like trying to calm him down he's like no i'm on this team i'm you're going to be having me hurt i'm going to kill you if you fuck up <laughs> and yeah it, it end it ends with them sort of having to deal with um some of the stuff checkmates doing over in checkmate at the moment right which i forget that book is even still going on yeah uh in justice league dark this is i think the final issue of justice league dark um, right uh for now at least uh and it ends with um obviously Khalid uh Dr. Fate has been he's been getting visions of the future of future state and mm. all this other shit that's coming up in the future and every time he gets a vision he goes blind like a little bit more oh. blind and keeps seeing all these voices that aren't Nabu in the helmet oh um and at the end of the last at the end of the the last story of the last issue Merlin uh got what he wanted from uh atlantis which is arion uh his his champion mm -hmm. and uh his whole deal is that he needs to break into the tower of fate to get something and that's what happened in future state where he broke into the tower of fate and destroyed all of magic well damn it's all connected and uh here khalid knows that's going to happen and is going to happen and he hasn't told any of the other team members yet and he doesn't he because this issue is him writing a uh he's writing a letter to kent and um because kent's missing no one knows where he is he's gone and he's writing down it's like all this uh, he, and it's basically just an issue explaining each character and how they factor into like or how khalid sees them and he sees Whoa. he sees like uh ragman as like the guy who thinks he he's not enough but he really is Aww. and and he's he'll he'll be he'll be the one to take charge when the time comes zatanna is like the new leader of the of the justice league dark and she thinks she's alone in that role and well yeah leading is a lonely role she does have the other people there to stand with her in the darkness 
uh john he plans on actually telling about the future but then john stops him he's like don't tell me that that's fucking foolish <laughs> you're a fucking idiot spoilers <laughs> yeah don't do that i i'm i'm a real piece of work i will definitely betray you if you do that <laughs> um and the, the last page is oh, so fantastic because he goes to see uh detective chimp and hey. he, he talks about detective chimp and how kent would to tell him the magic is always in your grasp even if you don't see it and that magic was detective chimp because he's the heart of the team Aww. and and it's like even when there even when there is like magic uh even when magic and fate and all that fail there will always be the sword wielding simian detective there to stand <laughs> and help you and that's what and that's what uh that's what detective chimp does he he, he reminds khalid that he doesn't always have to be Doctor Fate, he can be Khalid Nassau, the kid, every oh, now and then. That that and, does sound like a nice wrap up. Yeah, and Khalid decides he's gonna face this face this uh, Merlin and Arion who are coming, who are actually there at the the Tower of Fate, ready to destroy. He's gonna face them alone without any mm. of the he, the team could help him, but he doesn't want them to help because he knows they'll be needed elsewhere mm-hmm. for, for maybe other big events that are happening at the moment. Sure seems that way. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess that's it, huh? That's everything we read this week? That's everything. That's everything, then. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for coming out and joining us here. We know you had other entertainment options tonight, so we're always glad that you end up choosing us. <laughs> Is Super Bowl even over? I don't even... It's like, what, 10, 10 o'clock at night over there? You know, Matt, football is a is a mysterious game. <laughs> I, I do not claim to understand it or its will. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. It just kind of ends when it wants. Uh, tell you what, though, because uh, you know we're not quite done yet. Uh, Want to look at what's actually coming out this week or today if you're listening to the show on Wednesday? Sure. Uh, we got Detective Comics, a uh, 1053. Penguin is on the cover. Ooh. Uh, we got the next Amazing Spider-Man there. Uh, Goblin Queen is fighting Black Cat. Ooh, nice. Uh, you were totally right. We're getting Nightwing 89, which is the first part of his crossover yes. with uh, John Kent. Yes. We got a new Flash story, Flash 779. Nice. Uh, Thor 22. I actually still have to catch up on 21. Oh, this is going to be a good issue. I know that. Uh, Justice League 72. Hey, look, Diana's back. Yeah, she came back at the end of uh, not the this issue, but the last issue's Justice League Dark storyline. Just just in time to set up her big new Amazon story. And just in time to die again. <laughs> and just in time to die again. Oh, poor Diana. Uh, we got X-Men 8, yet another one that I still have to catch up on, nice. but I will. Nice. Uh, Venom number 5, which I am still sticking with. I know a lot of people are dropping off, but I think it's interesting enough. I, I plan on catching up once I get like a couple of the... I've got a couple of series that are actually ending soon, so I'll, I'll probably replace that with something. Yeah, I'm cutting some stuff too for mine as well. I I realize I'm never going to cover all these damn devils rain tie. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I and I can't cover other stuff. And I now have two Wolverine books that are going on. <laughs> yeah, I know they won't last forever, but still, yeah. X Lives of Wolverine number three, Hulk number four, uh, Fantastic Four forty. Ooh, excellent. The continuation of Reckoning War. I know you were into that. Yeah. Uh, Batman The Night, number two, Paris. So we got Ducard and everything. Cool. Uh, we got Superior uh, 4, number two, uh, Green Lantern 11, uh, Iron Fist, number one. That's that brand new Iron Fist. Oh, no. So is, is that the actual new Iron Fist, or is it just yes. still Danny Rand and then he transitions over? 
new guys on the cover. Nice. Awesome. Is that building up anywhere? Uh, no, I think they're just dropping it, which I'm like, God, which it, which you know is not a good sign because like, are you guys really just dropping this right now? I didn't even know this was coming out if I didn't look at it. I would have it. thought like Danny would have been involved in uh, Devil's Reign or something with Luke and you all would that, think. but he hasn't and even this, appeared. <laughs> and this right here is the problem when comic companies you know make a big deal about launching brand new diverse characters. They they love you know the articles that get written in the early bump, but then they don't keep promoting them which means no one actually yeah. picks up the book when it comes out it all comes down to promotion if you wanted to get behind these characters you could they, but you don't they basically leave it to us to do it <laughs> at 100 100 it falls on us yeah. uh aquaman the becoming number six which man now that that's done i feel like i should actually hop into that because i've heard mm -hmm. nothing but good things yeah i read the first issue and it was pretty damn good i've heard nothing but good things about that and the black manta one uh, what else we got? We got Nubia. We got Marvel Voices Legacy number one. So cool. there's an interesting one. Yeah, I think that's all the yeah that's all the DC and Marvel stuff. Obviously, there's a ton of indie stuff. Uh, there's new Power Rangers and everything. Cool. So there you go. So that's everything that's coming out uh, this week, everyone. <clears throat> as you check it out. So thank you everyone uh, for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Matt and I will be back again next week, same time, same place on Twitch and on uh, YouTube. You can check us out. You can be part of the show. Thank you everyone who donated. We got so many great donations like Eric Santu saying Moira is a self-hating mutant but doesn't see herself as one. She thinks saving mutants is uh, first defeat the machines, then cure mutants to save them from human hatred. Abuse. That's an interesting read, Eric. I kind of like that. She's like, she's like mm. the worst type of ally yeah yeah i i want to save you not because i think it's the right thing to do but because it makes me look good and makes me a hero yeah yeah i i'm bigger than these problems yeah that's actually a pretty good way to look at it i i, I dig that i think yeah i think you're on to Ma something makes there. makes sense as well considering in in that in that death in that uh ex-death she was going on about how was, like there was that brief moment where she was like i was part of this from the beginning more than charles uh, you know this was really all me you know yeah she, she's sounding very much like a child and she's you're right because like if she cared she'd be like oh no i'm not in krakoa now who's going to save them from the machines who's gonna <clears throat> da, da, da. She, no she's just mad that she got kicked out of yeah. the club yeah and has cancer now <laughs> yes which speaks to how petty she truly is yeah. uh but yeah, that's everything you got coming out. Naturally, if you are a patron, you will be able to see the show and listen to it before anyone else. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Matt and I always try and get at least the audio version up to you as soon as possible. Yeah. So you can listen to that back, help us out. And uh, if you're listening to the audio version there, it's going to be an ad-free version. Obviously, the version I put up on YouTube later has ads in it. Yeah so that's what it is so anything else matt anything else you want to talk about or promote before we say goodbye uh not really i got forbidden uh horizon forbidden wilds coming at the end of this in end of this week so i'm looking nice. forward to that probably either i'll either stream it or i'll be putting videos up about it so i'm eager to get into that so yeah <clears throat> I, I keep saving my money for the dentist there but sifu looks really good i'd like <laughs> to try that and uh same with dying light too actually looks pretty good too yeah yeah I'd like to check those out at some point. So, yeah, everyone, that'll just about do it for us. And, uh, yeah, uh, Comic Multiverse out, everybody. Yeah. Bye-bye.